Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Percy Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I tried to change the location in my house, but I want to first say I want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up this morning, giving me the activities of my limbs. But just because he did all of that for me, I still go thank him, I still go praise him. But Lord knows, I got ready to do the show. I'm sitting up here clicking and posting and pasting and putting stuff all out there. It was almost 11.30, and I didn't even have a computer sitting in front of me. I said, Lord, what are you doing? That's why I am late coming on the show today. So I truly apologize. Um, I guess I can say I was having one of those senior moments. I'm not going to say I was being disobedient. But I couldn't believe I got ready to do a show, and it was not a computer nowhere in sight sitting in front of me. So that was all, all me. So again, my name <laughs> hey Joanne. Again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here this morning. Now today's topic is one of those things that you know on Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, I'm waiting on my person to call in because she'll be having some really good, interesting information to share. Hey, Arlester, I see you. How you doing? I never called you Arlester. I call you Lisa. Hey, Lisa. How you doing, Lisa? <laughs> so I want to thank you guys, like I said, for joining in and the support that you've been giving me and the feedback you've been giving me in regards to the show. I really appreciate it. And if you have any topics of discussion or something that you want me to share or talk about, give me a call, text me, email me, however you can reach me, because the show is designed to help individuals. Because I know that a lot of times the word therapy counseling was taboo. Many individuals found it unnecessary. They thought that they can do things for themselves. And, you know, and it's crazy because when I was younger growing up in Compton, we either went to church or we went to the liquor store or we kept it to ourselves. Because my mama used to say, what goes on in my house, stay in my house. And I later learned as I became an adult and I became more mature and I became more in the Word that that wasn't going to solve a lot of my problems or situations because we were masking it. And now today, as we're talking about obedience, that's another thing that we're looking at. I was watching television this morning, and they were talking about the voters' rights and talking about the things that's happening. And and it's interesting because as we're going to be talking about obedience, it's like, are you obedient to man or are you obedient to God? And how can one even become obedient to God? Now, many of you know, I've been saying, I've been living my best life. I've been having me a good old time, just enjoying life. And it was crazy because sometimes people can kind of like bring you out of character. We talk about being obedient. Here I am at the blackjack table, and I'm trying to get this man to be obedient and make sure that he's playing the way we're supposed to be playing so we all can win. This sucker start messing up the table, and Jeanette got mad. That man had the nerve to scream at me and tell me to shut up. Lord, it was like my horns were about to come out like, no, you didn't just tell me to shut up. And I was glad that my friend had kind of left because if not, it would have been all bad in the casino. So, But I handled the situation, and I politely told him. My mama don't even tell me, didn't even tell me to shut up. So when we talk about obedience, I guess that was his way of trying to get me to become obedient by telling me to shut up. 
that ain't going to happen. So, and I handled it, didn't go to jail, didn't get in trouble, Joanne. So <laughs> I did have to call you guys and be like, help, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I handled it. I respected the man. Like I told him, I respect my elders. You're not going to just talk to me any kind of way. That's not going to happen. And it was crazy because the people at the casino that knows me and they know I'm so not the one, it could have really been interesting up in there. It really <laughs> so that's why I told you to come and join me. It would have been all bad. All bad. They were like, you know, be thinking about this little Asian man up in the casino because he's going to stand his little three feet butt up and tell me to shut up. Really? Okay. So now, like I said, with the word obedience, like I said, it involves order and it takes actions in regards to be obedient. A lot of times, obedience is generally distinguished from compliance because we think that if a, a person is obedient, if they're compliant, meaning you're doing what I suggested, you're doing what I asked you to do, you're being obedient. But like I said earlier, many of us got that term confused because we were trying to obey, and then we asked the person, why did you do that? Because so-and-so told me to, or because my mother told me to. Now, Joanne said, you have your little baby. <laughs> Joanne, baby, you know I got it from your mama, too, just like my mama. I had more than my little bat with me, okay? But I, I, I just would not go go there because we, we wouldn't go go there. I went to go have my time out, my USA, my RR. I did not expect to get cuffed out by a little bitty old man. I really didn't, but that's that's all good. That's all good. And, you know, it was, um, you know, the Martin Luther King holiday weekend, so he probably had his own little issues, but that's okay. I am okay. So getting back to the show, thank you for your comment, Joanne. <laughs> thank you for your comment. Now, like I said, when we start talking about obedience, and I've heard the term obedience is better than sacrifice. And sometimes with obedience, and we want a person to be obedient, meaning do what I told you to do, and it takes a dedication, meaning the person has to be dedicated. But my question and what I want to know, because like I said, growing up, I was taught that you train your kids to obey you, to be obedient, to listen to the teacher, to be obedient to, to authority. Like I said, I was watching the news and watching television earlier, and they're talking about this um, Voters Rights Act and how a lot of these things just basically originated and got started. But as individuals are there and they're having this, this meeting, are they supposed to be obedient to other people and try to go along and get along, or do you follow God's will and do what's right by the people and make sure that we're not suppressing individuals? When we talk about just even, like I said, being obedient, I thought about training animals. Like we try to teach our kids what to do or, you know, you're, if you're a boss like myself and you talk to your employees, you want them to make sure that, and I don't want them to obey me, I tell them to respect. Respect goes much further to me. But we start talking about that even when we train animals to be obedient. But can we really, really, are we really training someone or what is really behind all of this? So I want to be talking about that. I'm going to share some information and you guys know I do not like talking by myself. So if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. If you're not able to call in and you want to share the information with someone else, you can do so. Because after the show is aired live, you can also click on the link to listen to it in demand. 
And, you know, like I said, that way we could share the information. Now, I don't know where Jennifer is, but I'm about to call Jennifer in a minute because I know she got a life and I know she's busy and I don't know if she's on the road, but I do want to hear what she has to say as I am looking for this information because I'm trying not to be so unorganized. But um, me and Jeanette, Okay, Lisa just sent me something. Hey, Will. Will, if you want to call in, give me a call, too, because I know you know a lot about obedience and being obedient to God. And I want to know what that means to you, too, because when we start talking about being a believer, many individuals, even though we all use the Bible, but some individuals use different forms of the Bible. we got the Quran, You know, we have individuals that are Mormons. We have individuals that are Jehovah's Witnesses. We have individuals from all different types of denominations. So when we start talking about obedience, and I wouldn't, you know, we, we think of disobedience when a person ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I want to hear people's perspective. I want to hear your thoughts because this is a learning experience. And my thing is only my one rule, we must be respectful of others. It's okay to disagree, but we will not disrespect no one in regards to what they think, how they got to that point, because you never know how you may be able to help another person. Now, I want to go to what they call the concept of obedience, because, like I said, I'm a therapist, so I know how to stay in my lane as a therapist. That's why on Tuesdays I try to get someone to assist in regards to the biblical knowledge, because in regards to the psychological part when we talk about the term obedience, obedience is a form of social influence. You know, I had to make sure that I kept my cool where I was so that it wouldn't seem like I was being disobedient and not abiding by the rules that occur when you're out in somewhere in a social setting and especially being obedient to my elders. But even though it's a form of social influence that involves performing an act under the orders of an authority figure, we start talking about a higher power. A lot of times we know God knows. He's watching us no matter what it is that we're doing. Now, it differs from compliance because a lot of times I thought growing up that if I was obedient, I was compliant. But compliant is where, which involves changing your behavior at the request of another person. So that is huge, meaning I'm doing this because someone is requesting that I do it or I know I'm supposed to be doing it, or conforming, which involves altering your behavior in order to go along with the rest of the group. So see, there's three different things I just gave you. Obedience, not only being obedient, but also being in compliance and conforming. Now, instead, obedience involves altering your behavior because a figure of authority has told you to. Now, how obedience differs from just basically conforming? Meaning obedience involves an order, conforming involves a request. Obedience is obeying someone with a higher status. Conformity is going along with people of equal status. Obedience relies on social power. Conformity relies on the need to be socially accepted. Now, when we start going deeper into this, and it can, you know, because it can be really, really deep, because my question is, we learned, I'm not saying we, I learned about being obedient from my parents, meaning my mother said, do as I say, not as I do. 
you know, her rules was really, really strict, and my grandmother's was the same way, but that's how I was taught obedience. So I knew when I went to school, I couldn't just do some of the things that some of the kids was doing because my mother wasn't having it. And I'm going to say that with, with Mr. Ryder this morning because I got woke up to, or should I say I was awakened to a video, face FaceTime Live or whatever, with my daughter, where Mr. Ryder didn't want to go to school. He just was being just straight opposition or defiant. Just would not. And I, I'm sitting there trying to reason with my daughter in regards to trying to get him to go to school by trying to figure out why he don't want to go into the school. Well, he was just straight out being disobedient. And I, my daughter's probably was like, I know this kid ain't going to just try to embarrass me in front of all of these people at this school. So... When we start talking about being obedient not only to our parents, but being obedient to our Heavenly Father, I want to give you some information in regards to why obedience is important even to God. Because what the Bible says about obedience, now it's in the book from Genesis all the way to Revelation. The Bible has a lot to say about obedience. You know, we talk about the story of the Ten Commandments, and we see just how important the concept of obedience is to God. Even in Deuteronomy 11, verse 26 to 28, it sums it up like this. Obey, and you will be blessed. Now, I'm going to say this in regards to even with my grandson. He got a birthday coming up. Because of his disobedience, we don't get to do what we wanted to do by taking it to all of these fun places and doing all of these things because he's been disobedient. So meaning, if you obey, you will be blessed. But a lot of times when we start thinking about well, where these blessings are coming from and how we're going to be blessed, disobey and you will be cursed. Now, in the New Testament, we learn through the examples of Jesus Christ that believers are called to a life of obedience. Now, as I'm going through this article, and it's talking about learning religion, and it talks about eight reasons why obedience to God is important. Because a lot of times, like I said, sometimes we'd be so busy trying to impress our pastors. We'd be so busy trying to do things, look good, say the right thing to other people. But is it pleasing to our Heavenly Father? Now, in this article, it talks about eight reasons why obedience is important to God. One, Jesus calls us to obey. And some would say, what does that mean, Jeanette? In Jesus Christ, we find the perfect model of obedience. Perfect model. As his disciples, we follow Christ's examples as well as his commands. Our motivations for obedience is love. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And that's in John fourteen fifteen. Number two, obedience is an act of worship. While the Bible places a strong emphasis on obedience, it's critical to remember that believers are not justified. Lord, I, I, I hate to say the word like that. I kind of feel I would have been justified if I would have not crap out that man how would that man told me to shut up? I would have felt like I was just provoked. How dare him just scream at me like that from across the table? Like he's about to throw something at me. So when we we got to remember that 
are justified, made righteous by obedience. And also, salvation is a free gift of God, and we can do nothing to merit it. True Christians' obedience flows from the heart of gratitude for the grace that we have received from the Lord. Now, also, it talks about, the third one is, God rewards obedience. So I, I guess I could say because I was obedient and I did good, I kind of walked out with my money, so I was I was good with all of that. So over and over again, we read in the Bible that God blesses and rewards obedience. Now, it says, and through your descendants, all of the nations on the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. In Genesis twenty-two eighteen, Jesus replied, not even more blessed, are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. And I'm going to tell you, it's not always easy trying to obey God's word. It really isn't. But you got to practice it daily because you will be tempted, you will be tested, you will be provoked. All of these things, you're going to get angry, which is a valid emotion. All of these things are going to happen. But by that same token, we got to remember why it is so important to be obedient and put it into practice. But don't just listen to God's words. We must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. And you're only fooling yourself for if you listen to the word and do not obey. It's like glancing at your face in a mirror and you see yourself walk away and you forget what you look like. And that is so, so true. Now, even though that is so, it says, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And that's in James 1, 25. Now, the fourth one, it talks about obedience to God proves our love. The books, one, John clearly explains that obedience to God demonstrates love for God. Loving God implies loving his commandments. Now, I'm not going to sit here and go through all of the different commandments, the Ten Commandments, because they're huge. I don't say huge. They're powerful. But we've got to remember those, those Ten Commandments and live by those words. But by this, we know that we love the children of God. We love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, like I said in First John. And love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. And I know sometimes it is hard to love some people. Sometimes you got to love them from a distance. Sometimes you got to remember, you know, you, you, you just got to love them. And, Will, I know you on there. <laughs> I want to say what your little sayings you used to say, but I'm, I'm going to leave that alone unless you text it to me. Now, okay, another one it talks about is obedience to God demonstrates faith. When we obey God, we show our trust and faith in him, not in man, in him. We can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey his commandments, that's a person that is not being very honest and not living in the truth. But those who obey God's words truly show completely that they love him and that they know 
that they're living in him. Those who say, I live in God, should live their lives as Jesus did. And nobody is perfect. So I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about, you know, judging someone. I'm not talking about all of that. Well, the sixth one, it talks about obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, in that phrase, obedience is better than sacrifice has often perplexed Christians. And that is so true because I was very perplexed by that. It can only be understood from the Old Testament perspective, meaning the law required the Israelite people to offer sacrifices to God. But those sacrifices and offerings were never intended to take the place of obedience. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Now listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of the rams. And rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And that's in First Samuel. The seventh one, disobedience leads to sin and death. The disobedience of Adam brought on sin and death into the world. And this is the basis of the term for the original sin. And the eighth one indicates, through obedience, we experience blessings of the holy living, meaning only Jesus Christ is perfect. So no man is perfect. Therefore, only he could walk in sinless, perfect obedience. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to transform from within, we grow in holiness. This is the process of sanctification, which can also be described as spiritual growth. And many of you know that we've done shows about spiritual growth before and growing as a believer and, and working on ourselves and transformation. You know, I've been doing this, oh, God, it's, oof, well, since 2016, I believe. So it's been a while that I've been doing this, and I enjoy the topics. And it's interesting how a lot of it can correlate with one another. Now, Ms. Sandra Perkins, you wrote, Romans 12, 1 and 2, your reasonable service. Thank you for sharing that. And I would love for you to call in and join me on this show as we're talking about this because I know with our elders and we talk about obedience, they viewed obedience a lot different than the way many of our young believers look at obedience. And even as whether you're a believer or not, we still got to obey somebody. So, you know, is what I said that reminded me of my friend. He used to say, you're going to listen to somebody. Somebody you're going to listen to. Because we walk around trying to do what we want, want to say what we want, want to act the way we want, and we just be out of order. So how can we bring it back to a place to where we become more disciplined? Now, because she didn't call me, now I'm going to have to see what she got going on because we are – almost halfway through the show, and I have not heard from her or Miss Lady T. I don't know where they are. So let me see. Because you guys know I'll call you in a heartbeat. Okay. I'm just going to put it right here and work all these gadgets. Please leave your message for. You know what? I called her from a different phone, so she probably don't even know this number. 
And normally when people call you twice, you normally answer. So I don't know where she <laughs> Thank you for being obedient, but you didn't call in on the show. But oh, you answered, and I knew you didn't know this number that I'm calling you from, so I still yeah. got you on. What are you, are you okay? Well, um, we got a call about my dad. We was, David and I was on the East Coast, and I um, I got so caught up. Um, my father's transitioning. So I'm back in California. Okay. And, um, yeah, so that, that right there, when I talked to my sister, she was like, it's just a matter of, um, uh, could it be a couple of hours, could be a couple of days, so. Is he I, in California, too, or you said he's on the East Coast? No, 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 David and I just came back from the East Coast. They routed us all the way to, uh, where is that, Virginia, mm-hmm. which was at a dedicated lane to Texas. Mm-hmm. in California because I kept stressing about my dad and his mom and what happened was just so happened my sister was like okay daddy's in the hospital and now uh, they brought him home you know to be comfortable mm-hmm. so I'm in yeah, he's in, you know we are all from Compton mm-hmm. and so um he lives with my sister in Long Beach so that's where I'm at now yeah and I and I was trying to remember the Long in, but that, that you know what? Sidetracked. That's okay. I got that is okay. I appreciate you. So I just called you and put you on the show anyway over the phone is what I did. So you still on. But you know oh, okay. and it's interesting because you know, and I wanna talk a little bit about even as Christians and as a Christian there's three forms of obedience. The love right. love the Lord your God, love uh-huh. your neighbor as yourself and prayer. And, you know, so yeah. many people are going through. I was on Facebook because, you know, I've been having my fun out there just all over the place, basically, enjoying uh-huh. life. Because I said, I am not going to sit here. Like those said, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. But I'm kind right. of enjoying right. my life. No, one, uh, the, one of my friends go post on my Facebook page, I'm uh, still in the got her groove back. <laughs> no, wow. Oh, I said, wow. Stella was in her 40s with a 20-year-old. You know, I'm still trying to do 50s and the 50s and, you know, not in the 60s yet, but still in the 50s, you know, because I, right. I, I ain't trying to be with no 20-year-old. Oh, no. I ain't got that kind of energy. But, you know, right. but when we start talking about the how do we, I mean, the three forms of Christian obedience, love the Lord your God, and a lot of times when people are going through, it's hard. Right. It's hard because we say we're God, but we got to trust God with the process. I was right. on Facebook yesterday, last night, and I saw one of my friends that, you know, he's a good man. I, I have the mad respect for this man, and he owns an outpatient counseling center just like me, and he always talk about his wife, and, you know, and, and I saw that his wife had passed. And I'm like, he was like, I lost my friend, I lost my soulmate, I lost my, and he had posted a picture of him, his daughter, and his wife. And I, I called him, and I know a lot of times people don't want to talk when they're grieving because right. people go through a grief process of whether they're grieving a relationship or whether someone has transitioned and moved on. And I want to say this, and I told you before that I do the show, the poop, I mean the show Precious Predicament because Precious was my mother's nickname. The hardest uh-huh. thing I ever experienced in life, the hardest thing, was watching my mother take her last breath. 
That was hard witnessing death. And them putting her in that bag and zip it up, girl. You know, but the thing is, I had to remember this too shall pass. I had to remember I had to continue to live. But a lot of times individuals struggle with that because the pain is so deep. It is so deep. Now, I keep getting people contact me about writing books, and I already said what my first book is going to be. But when you think about being an adult child or being a parent of an adult child, we don't really know what that really means. But we've got to remember we're still not parentless because we still have a Heavenly Father. That's temporary. And when you say that he's transitioning, yes. We've got to still trust the process. Right. So I'm I'm going to ask you. Mm -hmm. uh, No, go ahead. No, what was your name, sir? The thing is, uh, with with myself, um, I've always had death in the family mm-hmm. um, ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest thing um, to accept in life was um, we started receiving deaths like back to back. It was mm-hmm. in our family from 2015 till, um, oh, well, up to 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what happened was... When my mother, um, first my brother transitioned in um, uh, Easter morning, 2015, and that was devastating for us. And um, about a year later, my mother transitioned. The thing was with my mother and her transitioning, um, I was able to not physically be there, but it was a spiritual journey for me. And um, I literally seen my mother um, dance through my house, whom mm-hmm. she'd never been at, um, two days before her mm-hmm. transitioning. So I was I was good, but I wasn't good. Right. And um, what what happened was at the day of my mother's um, service, and we should put her shell in the ground. The Holy Spirit specifically loudly said to me, not long after, we wanted to go behind her. Mm-hmm. And um, I am um, really strong in the spirit, um, in my belief, in my walk with the Lord. And um, so what happened was I began to look around to me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept hearing, no, no, no. And then what happened, I looked at, it was only two of us left, which was myself. And my sister Michelle, which is like 16 months older than me, mm-hmm. and she said, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh no, not me! I have purpose. Mm-hmm. I have purpose now. I don't want to grieve mm-hmm. something that I have no control of." Over, yeah, that's true. Um, even though I was angry because, as a kid, you always, you know, well, not everybody, myself, uh, born and raised, my father's a minister. My mother was nice with color, a missionary. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was I um, seen this over in, in Compton where we grew up. Mm-hmm. We used to um, go to this um, Christian bookstore on, um, what's that, Rose? No. I think Compton Boulevard. Wilmington and Compton Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a picture in there of the, um, what is that, Rapture. And so... As a kid, here I am staring at it. My mother explained it to us. And I said, well, Lord, me and my mother are going to get caught up in the rapture. I want to get caught mm-hmm. up in the rapture with my mother. So when my mother transitioned in 20, 
Okay, so what is your take and what do you want to add to the show? And even though you're from Alabama, when we talk about obedience, we're talking about some individuals and what does it mean to you to be obedient if you think there's a difference? I believe women, should, the wives, no matter how many teeth they have, should be obedient to their husband right there. And even if you go down the side of a hill there, and you and you one leg is shorter than the other. Okay. Yeah, I believe they should be obedient at all times. Let me say this. Now you're talking about a wife being obedient to her husband, and even a half a white woman. Sometimes they're not all the way white here. Sometimes they're mixed, like they got a little something in them, like it could be, I don't know, it could be a Jamaican. It could be, you know, just a mixed up black. Yeah, who knows? A Mexican. They even, they're more fussy. They're more fussy, and they should be obedient. Okay, sir. Sometimes Sometimes you got to just, you got to put your hands on them. They make you do it. So, sir, I have a question for you. Sometimes you got to put your hands on them. So is that being God-like if you're putting your hands on her, if she's not being obedient or subservient? Now, you got to remember God-like. You, you, have you not read the whole Bible? Hey, listen, if you got a woman who's sassy, and especially if she got black in her, and you got to just kind of control, that's absolutely God-like. That's what you do. That sometimes you don't swing as hard as you can now. I'm not saying that. I am, and you just kind of lightly just tap on them. It's okay to disagree, but we're not going to disrespect, and that's your thought process, and that's how I can learn behavior. So someone has taught you that, but then that would be the same thing if you were to go to jail or prison and someone treated you that way, even though it's not. I've been in prison. Have you? I've been in the prison. I bet you okay. haven't ever even seen the jail. I've been in the prison right there. My right uh, you know right what? there. He only bites Muslims. Um, you believe that? It is. I've had the privilege of working in the prison so I can leave when I want to. So I didn't How's need to leave. Okay. Good Lord. That's right. an accident. Right. You're just working in the prison. If, if that is working, that is working. I'll tell you what, though. Black women are sassy, and I think you're sassy. And if you're my woman, I'd control you a little bit, and you'd live better. You would live better. And you would cook better. Let me, let me tell you something. Black women are sassy. Black women are powerful. Black women are beautiful. And a black, they beautiful, powerful. Hey, Lord, Jesus. Girl, honey, I'm telling you, I just been shamed to death about the bed. The little Asian man telling me to shut up. I ain't trying to help you. You know, it's weird. It's weird. As a Christian, a believer of God, knowing that he is, I am in my life, my Uh my Omega. When, when we talk about obedience, here's the thing. If you are a Christian, you will know the first step of obedience is unto God. True. That's true. That's Tell me, I did. Tell me, this man is to call back and call back. So hopefully he okay. can hear and listen because apparently he's listening to the show. And I want right. to say this. We start talking about respecting a woman and respecting God. 
God did not intend for us, when it says love thy neighbor and treat people as God would, if God ain't going to slap a person because he feels that they sassy or whatever the case may be, you know, some things are just purely ignorant and arrogant, and it shows their low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Not to not to jump in there and cut you off. It's not even that. I was I, I was t- talking with David. I was talking with David, and um, the, the Bible says, well, not the Bible. I've been taught that number one, we are a spirit. Mm-hmm. We have a soul, and we live in a body. And the problem with the body is the body is the flesh, the thing that came from the dirt. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what people don't get, and they are not being taught this. And God said, even my own children are ignorant, more mm-hmm. ignorant than the t- children of the world. And I'm not thinking nobody because of their lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also says the lack of knowledge, his people perish. Yep. And I thank him for giving me uh, uh, to being a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I know my calling, mm-hmm. and I thank Him for giving me His wisdom and His knowledge, which is a gift. Mm-hmm. So everybody's not gonna get it. I get that too. The thing is, when you're sitting there saying what you would do to a woman, let's remember that the Bible says that the flesh is an enemy to God. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are a spirit, that means we came from God. That means that our own flesh is an enemy to our own flesh. That's why people say Satan this brought this, this corona, uh, no, Satan didn't, and now they call it an Omnicron. Mm-hmm. Well, Omni means everywhere. The only person that's Omni mm-hmm. is God. Yeah. But one thing I do love, and this is one, this is one thing my husband and I were sharing, I told him, I said, isn't it going to be sad that when we go see Jill, Jill said, the only way you can see my father is you got to come to me. Mm-hmm. And when <laughs> you're telling me that you will slap a woman, you show me
speak ego with me. I'm working on a thought process, okay? Now, I done had my little come to Jesus moment because it took everything in my power when that man starts screaming at me in the casino, and I know all them cameras up in that casino. So I understand that I'm under attack. I get you that. I don't have a problem with that, and I know how to handle myself accordingly, accordingly. But you know Praying for that man. Yes, Lady T. So somebody just called in, number ended at 6-9. I want to hear what you have to say in regards to obedience. Okay, this is, this is Mother Perkins. Hey, Mother I, Perkins. I've been listening. Hey, uh, to that gentleman and to any other men coming online, to be uh, submissive does not mean you lose your identity, you lose your sense of thought or being, that's not what that means, and True. that uh, that that teaching and that kind of ideology goes back to slavery, back mm-hmm. to uh, 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 it's not it's not scriptural, and it's not biblical scripture, the word of God, and twisted it to keep the people in subjection and to keep division and disunity among the people. It does not mean I can be, submit. it says submit one to another. Also, that wives submit to your husband as he submits to God, as God loves the church. And it also mm-hmm. says that we are to submit one to another also. But that does not mean you have to always agree with me, walk the way I right. walk. Eat what I eat. You do not lose your sense of being and who God created you to be in order to submit. That means you come into a oneness of mind and thought to get something accomplished. He put the family together. He said when he made Eve, she was a helpmate to Adam and to help Adam. It didn't say she was Adam's doormat. It didn't say Adam walked over her. She did not lose her mind mm-hmm. when when God created her and told, gave her the reason to be his helpmate is because she knew, God knew that together they can accomplish more. He mm-hmm. made Eve, made and, and, and there is a, a unity and, and a strength. You know how they say... It's strength in numbers. Well, there's mm-hmm. a strength in being when when you are a couple, when you are a unit, you are a family or whatever it is, co-workers or whatever, even on the job. Uh, further on in the New Testament, Paul had told uh, uh, the slave when he told him, he said, you are to submit to your master. Okay, that uh-huh. does not mean... And modern-day slavery, what we have, they use that scripture to say to keep us in subjection during slavery time because the Bible said that we, we are over you and you have to submit. All of this is not by the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's man's interpretation, and it goes back to your original thought on the thing. Do we obey God or do we become men pleasers or obey what men say and do? Yes, there's a level of authority, a level of respect we are told to render to Caesar 
what is mm-hmm. season unto God, what is God. We are told to obey the laws of the land. The word mm-hmm. says that laws are made for the lawless and, mm-hmm. and all of these things. But when you, you have to look at it from a, a, a totality of context, you can't take one thing out and use oh. that as a dominant factor and leave that. You have to go from Genesis to Revelation to understand the, the, the concept of love because when you look at God and look at what he did, and the sacrifice he made by giving his beloved son, which means his heartfelt son, to come to die for us because nobody was fit to carry on the the burden of sin for this sinful world. When you look at how Jesus willingly gave up his, his deity to become human, so that he could feel what we feel and let us know that he he's aware of our feelings. There is never a time, like you said, when did Jesus hit any woman? He was surrounded by women all the time. When he got the woman that was uh, 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 indicted for adultery, did he yeah. abuse her? Did he throw her yeah. down? No, he wrote on the ground. And yeah. then when he looked up, he said, woman, where are your accusers? You know, mm-hmm. when when he hung on the cross, he gave John, his mother, to John for care. That didn't mean John lorded over Mary, but John was to care for Mary like he did. So this concept, and God help, because uh, we need to pray for that. Man and any woman so, that's you know in what, and his the good life. Thing, you know what, Perkins, Mother Perkins? The good thing is he's still, he's still listening. He's still listening, so he needs that. And the one thing you know, too, Mother Perkins, I do the 52-week Batteries and Adventure Program. So I work right. with perpetrators of domestic violence to try to teach them how to treat someone because that comes inside. That's their inner pain when you try to gain control by losing control, we talk about the power wheel, because we want people to be obedient. That's just like teaching one or rider to be obedient and walk into that school. The rider was like, I ain't going nowhere. Just being stubborn. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like you're not going to get anywhere that way because you don't want that person to just be obedient to you as an authority figure or because you're the husband. You lead by examples, and the person will follow because they're following God. And if they're following God, it's going to lead them to treat you right. And then you don't have to worry about Listen, a sassy or bossy woman or whatever the case may be. Because you're going to get the Excuse me, what did the word say? Um, Abraham said. Gotcha. And the Lord has instructed me to anoint my father. So don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. I appreciate you, Jennifer. Okay. okay. All right. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, so getting back to you. Sarah called, Sarah called Abraham Lord. Sarah called mm-hmm. Abraham Lord. She gave him that honor. Why? Because they said Sarah had everything. Abraham gave Sarah everything. There was not a woman adorned better than Sarah. Sarah had service. Sarah had everything. And because of the love, that he showed her, she willingly, he didn't make her call him Lord. That was, a, that was a term of endearment to show her love for him because he expressed love for her. When you mm-hmm. love a person, when you give them love, 
true love, trusting mm-hmm. love, unconditional love, it's easy to follow the lead of that individual. A lot of times parents don't take time with kids. We tell them why. Kids may ask you, well, mommy, why? Because I said so. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, you said so because you have that authority. But in the end, I I can give you an answer. My dad, he's he's with the Lord now. My dad was such a man. He was a minister, yes, but before he was a minister, he came up through the ranks, and I heard stories about my dad before he came to the Lord, and I was glad. The Lord saved him. But, uh, yes, my dad loved us so that when he spoke to us, we gladly, willingly did. And my mama used to say, how come I have to almost beat them or hit them or throw something at and you just ask them to do something, and they just skipping around doing something? It was because we knew Beyond a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. no matter what we did or how we, we knew this man loved us, and it mm-hmm. made it easy for us to obey him. When you have a relationship, like Lady T said, when you have a sure enough relationship with the Lord, it's easy to obey him because you have experienced that level of love from God and it makes it easy, and you feel bad when you disobey. When we didn't do something my dad asked us to do, he didn't have to punish us. We went and sat in the corner and punished ourselves because we felt so bad because we let him down because we knew he loved us. That's the way it is with the Lord. And you don't want to disobey him, and that's the thing. Now, I want to share some information because I know we only got a couple of minutes left, and I know Lady Tina left us. I know she said she was at the airport, and we're going to keep Jennifer's father in prayer because he's going through his transition, and like I said, and then my friend Alonzo just lost his wife. It's just so much going on in this world, right? It really is. And, you know, we, like I said earlier, when I was looking at the television and watching voter rights and trying to, and people are out fighting, but are we fighting for the right thing? Or are we just trying to go alone and get alone? It's like if we start talking about being obedient, what does that really mean? And it seems like we need to do a little bit more education as it relates to this topic, because that's why we're in the mess that we're in now. Because this man apparently is afraid of a black, strong, powerful woman, and uh, I can't help him with that. I really can't. I wish I knew him face-to-face personally, and I will connect with the guy just to let him know, because sometimes we got to change our thought process. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it's crosswalks.com, and it says, how to obey God even when you don't feel like it. But sometimes you don't feel like it. You just really want to get into your feelings, your emotions, and you want to jump yeah. into your flesh. You want to jump in and out. Yeah. But you've got to check your attitude. Mm-hmm. So many people, which we function based on our feelings rather than the truth, our emotions are fickle and sometimes faithless yeah. and which It can get us in trouble. I don't get caught up in my emotions. And next on Monday, we're going to talk about emotional maturity. Because a lot of individuals are struggling in that area because they don't know how to deal with those emotions in a mature manner. How to check our attitude. The second thing we have to do is clean the slate. 
If we've done something wrong, if we offended someone, we have to consider the truth of the gospel. we got to also remember that some people, Ms. Perkins, you motherfuckers, you know they use the Bible for evil just as well as for good. Mm-hmm. For That's right. So you want to make sure you get under good leadership and good guidance so you're not repeating generational curses and you're continuing to do things that you saw with your family that did not work. That's all you exactly. know because the so you got to clean the slate. That's all you know. That's all you know. Third one, it talks about, not only that, we also have to confess our sins. When you know you've right. done something wrong or you know something, just confess it and do better. Just do better. When I work with the men yeah. that have been arrested, like the man asked me, have I ever been to prison? I don't need to go to prison. Like I said, I can walk in and walk out when I want to. Because I'm not going to have doors slammed in my face because I've worked in institutions. I've worked with individuals that have uh, on probation, parole. I work with police officers. I work with individuals from all walks of life because God has positioned me in that place. But one of the things that my grandmother and that man just come, he gave me confirmation, honey. And I know yeah. that um, and you met Keith when he was when I was seeing Keith and he was in Mississippi from Mississippi. The South is not for me. <laughs> I was told that back in my twenties when I was dating a guy that lived in South Carolina, and them women told me in South Carolina, "This ain't for you." Mm-hmm. And they absolutely right. It's not. But I have the ability to make a difference, and it's not right. about going on a, the, the she woman man hater club or anything like that. It's empowering, it's motivating, it's encouraging, and developing healthy relationships. A relationship mm-hmm. is not healthy, there's abuse. Whether it's verbal, physical, emotional, financial, sexual, it's not healthy. But if you know you've been doing that, confess your sins and get some help. And to this young man yeah. that was talking, if he's having problems with his wife, not obeying him, he needs to go look in the mirror and the man in the mirror and find out why do she disrespect me? What is it about me that she feels that I'm less than? And work on him, and then she'll follow. And if she's not able to follow, then he needs to get out of that relationship. But even a dog will bite hmm. you if you mistreat him. Hmm. Now, the third one I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to follow you in no craziness. Follow follow uh, me as I follow Christ. I'm, I'm not going to follow you in your foolishness or your craziness, and neither will I uphold it. I mean, like you said, there's a way to handle every situation, and we have to be careful how we respond to things and to situations. But uh, uh, sometimes this thing about, and and I've heard it over the pulpit, and sometimes I cringe. I sit at my seat and bite my lip and clench my hand because I want to jump up and just say, no, that's not what that says, and that's not what that means, you know, but uh, it's it's taught from the pulpit in a lot of places, and it used oh, to yeah, be it taught is. It is. all the all the time. Abuse and, and, occurs and, and, in the pastors that abuse their wives. You got yeah, ministers, yeah. ministers yeah. and the, the first lady is like getting verbally abused, yeah. physically abused, cheated on, all kinds physically. of stuff is happening, even in the church. A lot of them are physically abused because they have this thing that you got to to obey me mean you got to do everything I say and you don't have a, 
of mind, of voice, or anything, but that's not what that scripture meant. That was not the intent. And when Jesus Christ came, he said that there's no longer bond of free, male nor female, Jew mm-hmm. nor Gentile, that we worship him in spirit and in truth. So we like like you said, we need to understand things from the perspective that they were given, the times that they were given, and yeah, what there God you go. means when, 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 what, what, very what he meant to it. And, and what he may tell me that I need to do may not mm-hmm. necessarily be what you need to do. And that's mm-hmm. why we have to have our individual relationship. But as mm-hmm. a leader, as, as a teacher, as a leader, I must give what the Holy Ghost, I have to pray. This is mm-hmm. where prayer comes in. This I, is where being led by the Spirit of God, he said, so you don't fulfill the lust of your of flesh. Mm-hmm. See, your mm-hmm. flesh may want to tell him or her where to go and how to get there and help them too. But the Bible says that we are to respond, we are to be led by the Spirit of God so that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh because yeah. flesh, and, and like this you said, is enmity to God. We got to choose obedience that pleases God, and that's kind of where you're going with that. And it's not just yeah. God that motivates us to obey him. It's also our love for him, a responsive love. And we get mm-hmm. love, and then you know we get love confused. You know we got the agave, mm-hmm. we got Women, 
would you let this black woman raise your kids, clean your house, cook mm-hmm. your How smart are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially right. nothing with a black woman. Okay? So, right. you know, when you know better, you do better. Address that fear. Address that bias. Cultivate a heart to surrender and don't look at it as because we get being submissive, misinterpreted. Also, when we talk about concentrate on doing right, do the right thing when nobody is even looking because God will honor that. It's the right thing. And sometimes we say we we want to do and connect obedience to God's glory. God's glory. Not for your satisfaction because this is so not about me. Continue obedience, continue to obey, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, Mother, what do you want to say before we end the show today? And I thank you for calling in. I appreciate you guys. I mean, sometimes we don't know how the show is going to go. We have no idea. I just like to just roll with it. That's all I can we do. Go, it goes the way the Holy Spirit wants it to go, Jeanette, because this is this is the Lord's doing, and as the word say, it's marvelous in his sight that you have this platform and you use it for the glory of God. And it's to help us to become better people, have better relationships, and to love the Lord more. You cannot love God. I I, I told I told my instructor in psychology, this is they need to teach this in seminary because you cannot get past dealing with the mind and leave the Bible and leave God out of it. So there's a correlation between the two. And I'm grateful that your platform is here, that people can call in, people can listen, they can express because then you know, you you can listen and you know where people need help and you know how to pray. Before you go off, if you have, Give me five minutes. I would like to pray because Please your do. friend, you know what, father, mother, is transitioning. Mother, 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 let me tell yes. you, that man is still listening. Still on my switchboard. Yes. So please pray yes. because there's much going on. There's so many hurt, broken mm-hmm. people out there. Please pray for them. Yes. Father, we thank you right now that you have given us an opportunity once again, God, to come together to learn of you and to help and show love one for another. Father, we ask you, Lord, to touch our hearts. Touch us, O oh God, with your finger of love. O oh God, search us. O oh God, all the things that are within us, O oh God, that's not pleasing, not pleasing to your word, not being obedient to your commands. Lord, we ask that you will help us to overcome. We ask you first to forgive us of our sins. Oh, God, cleanse us. Give us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Oh, God, there are many spirits, but, God, we want your spirit. We are listening, and we tune in, God, because we want more of you. So, Father, help us, oh, God, to learn to love as you have loved us. Help us to learn to forgive as you have forgiven us. And, Father, help us, O oh God, to overcome, O oh God, the weaknesses of our flesh, O oh God, by having a stronger relationship with you. O oh God, speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. 
in the name of Jesus. Let love come alive in us. Help us, oh God, to love one another. Help us to forgive, oh God, and be true to one another, Father, as we are true to you. God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for what you're doing. God, we ask you to continue to bless Blog Talk Radio. Oh, God, let it go out over the airways to those that are suffering, those that need, God, just to call in to have somebody to talk to, those, oh, God, that are searching for truth, for your word is true. Continue to touch Jeanette. Give her, Lord, what to give your people. Enlarge her territory. Enlighten her, God, her understanding of more of you, we pray. God, bless every soul that's on this line. The gentleman, oh God, we pray, oh God, that if God, he has had negative relationships, oh God, abuse, oh God, things happening in his life that he may not even understand or can grasp, oh God. You know, God, because he's yours. You created him, and you know all about him. We ask that you touch him now. Oh God, bring peace in his mind, peace in his heart, peace in his surroundings, peace in his relationships. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, God, the young lady whose father is transitioning, God, we ask that your angels, oh, God, be there to receive him. Comfort the daughters. Comfort their heart. Give them strength to hold on to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And for all those that are hurting, those that are confused, those that are grieving over the loss of loved ones and friends and relationships, oh, God, send your comforter to comfort us. In the name of Jesus, as only you can. We thank you, God, and we give you praise. Bless Lady T in the airway. God, let your hand be on that airplane. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, and we give you glory, and we give you praise this day for all that you have done and for what you're doing and for what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if the caller wants to call me, call my office, 714-992-1677. You can also Google my name, Jeanette. J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E, Abney, A-B-N-E-Y, and you will see who I am. If you are soul-searching, want to talk, need some help, and the only time I can answer the phone is when I'm in a therapy session. But I do make myself available because, like I said, this is so not about me. It's about helping individuals, teaching them. I believe in, in order to be able to correct any inappropriate behavior, you have to be able to connect with a person to know where they're coming from. And, you know, even like the lady was saying, growing up in Compton, I am so, I am so at all that I'm seeing my friends now that I grew up with, going to therapy, working on some of their things, changing their attitudes, changing their behaviors, because when you know better, you do better. And if God put me in that position to be that one, I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, mother. Mm. Whether I not, I will get up and I will do it. Like I said, I got ready to do a show and didn't even have a computer in front of me. I'm like, Lord, what about my computer? My computer? <laughs> <laughs> I was late by then. I'm ready to go and didn't even have a computer in front of me. <laughs> all right. all, yeah, yeah. 
Give your office it's number again, Jeanette. What you Repeat say? your office number. Repeat your office, office number. number is 714-992-1677. Or if you Google my name, they got different numbers under Psychology Today, find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And like I said, if there's something you want me to talk about, let me know. I'm open-minded. I don't have a problem. I don't have to, the biases. No, because we all need somebody to talk to. This is my therapy. Man. I want to play at the casino. It's my therapy. <laughs> I'm honest about myself. Mm. So mm. thank you. Me some breakfast and get ready for my session today. Love you, Mother Perkins. All I right. love you. Okay. I Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.